Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We are also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building across from Winkies, which is really on the corner of Silver Spring and Lake Drive. And with the winter coming, it's especially nice to mention that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. And if you'd like more details, you can go to Ellen becker.com also um, if you would like to hear this show again or if you have somebody that you would like to share it with you can just go to our webpage and click on radio shows and it will be right there for you and you can share it if you like today we're talking about something very dear to my heart and i have to mention that when i started my company 23 years ago that i remember my first office was in Elm Grove, Bill Batesman's um, office building right behind Ace Hardware. And I had this little office and I thought, will anybody ever call? And what will the future look? And I remember Bill saying, are you sure that this is big enough? And I said, oh yeah, it's big enough. And really, I had four employees. <laughs> and then eventually we almost took over that whole building. And then we moved out to um, Pewaukee where we have the top floor of the building that we're in now. And I remember when I started the company and thinking about all the things that I would really want to do. One of the things has always been about giving back. And even now I walk through my office and I think, boy, do I own all these computers and all these people? And and it's, it's just such a, a, a beautiful dream for me. And I have always believed that a gift isn't a gift until you give it back. And giving back of who you are and it can either be, you know, money, it can be your time, it can be your ideas, it can be mentoring people. There's so many ways of, of giving back. And when I think about our company and how it has grown and how proud I am of everyone that works for EIG and all the different groups that we have, it just lifts me up knowing that knowing that we have people within our organization and our community that care so much that they want things to be better. And so one of the things at EIG that we've done is that we have created special interest groups, and we're going to be talking about one of those today. We have armchair travelers because we have so many individuals that really can't travel anymore, but they are curious, and they want to know more, and, and they love the idea of it. So we called it Armchairs Travelers, and we have one of our employees that hosts that the third Tuesday of every month from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. They just did Civil War Battlegrounds, and I mean, they've done 
an amazing different um, areas of the country. And then we also have uh, Wisconsin Widows Connected, which is the third Wednesday of every month from 5.30 to 7 o'clock. And that is one of our clients, actually, that hosts that, who became a widow in her 40s. And she said, how do I, how do I have a new life? And how do I go out and have fun? So it's a fun group. It's not a, a group where um, they talk about different things in terms of their emotions. It's really about developing a new life and creating a new a new life outside of their marriage. And then we also have a women's Bible study, which is a six-week study that started September 26th, and it goes all the way through December 5th. And all of these are held in our education center. And our newest one, which we are going to talk today with Heather Deaton, who is a wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group, is Sustainable Living. And welcome to the show, Heather. Well, thank you, Karen. How did you come up with the idea of sustainable living? So sustainability is really about making things last, whether that's financially or physically or spiritually. Just being able to live and make choices in the moment, looking towards the future as well. So with so many different options and changes and decisions and so much information flooding us, I wanted to give people a place to really learn and to share as well. You know, Heather, I have seven grandchildren. And when I talk about sustainability, I guess many times I think about it as my legacy. And what is my legacy going to look like? And there's so many legacies. I mean, legacy of healthy living Mm -hmm. and um, eating right and exercising. And then there's the whole financial piece. And one of the things that, and the spiritual place, one of the things that I worry about is um, teaching my children about giving and the joy of giving and how to give. And so for me, when I think about sustainability, and I know we're going to talk about that today, and I've done this with so many of my clients, is that we have opened up foundations. Mm -hmm. And so I have the Ellen Becker um, Foundation. And I think people think that you have to put a lot of money in there. But we have different ways that we work with people where you can start out with thousand dollars and build it but one of the joys is that I do with my grandchildren and I know that I'm doing it Julie and I just talked about it we're giving each one of the kids out of my foundation five hundred dollars and we're going to sit down at Christmas and that's part of their gift and who do they want to give it to and they have to take 10 or 15 minutes to talk about that 5013c organization that they feel would really benefit and so There are all kinds of different ways to help children and for us to think about sustainability. And so when you're putting this together, what do you hope that you will achieve with this new wonderful group that's just starting? Well, I I do hope that people can come and learn and learn from each other and also teach one another. Those great ideas, like you just said, involving your family, especially younger and younger people in how to say research what a 5013c is what a 5013c is <laughs> what it is and what that organization how they're managed and where your funds really go and how it benefits us in the present and in the future how it benefits the people in the world around us well and i think there's so many people out there that would give 
time or money or Mm -hmm. they but they don't really know how and they don't know what their options are and this i think is a nice way for people to understand how they can do it and what the impact might be on them right exactly and and where to find their own passion too also being able to look look inside and and reflect on what is it that they're most passionate about where do they feel their core values really drive them and then from there, making those informed decisions on what, on really what that means. We're going to be looking at, say, sustainable investing. And what does that mean? And how do you do that in your portfolio? And how, how do you do that in your day-to-day life? You know, what does, what does that mean? How do you research and find out the approaches that each of the different, the different companies that you may invest in or the mutual funds and how they're managed and who's managing those and what are they looking at? Well, and I think when you combine these two, it's sort of getting to the point of, of understanding when is enough enough, and, and what does that look like? Right. What does that look like? And I know that my father, um, when I was brought up, and I'm not sure how my shift was, it was always about, uh, I heard many times, um, giving starts at home. My parents weren't raised to give to charities and to give to things. That wasn't something that they knew about. And as I got older and I realized how blessed I was, it just seemed like a natural thing to give. And so a lot of people haven't been brought up with it. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And If um, there wasn't extra, there wasn't there, much else to there share. There wasn't much else to share. Except there is always time. Yes. Mostly time. I shouldn't say there's always time. There's mostly time. And so being able to work with your families in volunteering and finding, again, digging in and seeing where are those passions? Is it a, is it, is it the food community? Is it giving back to others to have them be healthy? Is it giving back for animals? Is it giving back in a way that supports the environment? Is it a little bit of all those things, you know, doing different, uh, you know, you can do charity walks or runs and have yourself be active. It's a fun way to get involved. I think one of the, um, and I know that we have to take a break, but one of the real benefits, too, is to start to um, peel that onion back and discover for yourself what really matters to you and what is sustainability in your own life. I mean, I hope that when I'm gone that there are going to be things that my grandchildren have learned from me and my children have learned from me. To me, that's sustainability. It's because those are the important things to really launch our children and launch our grandchildren. And I think it's a way for us to clearly start to look at and to think about what's important because so often we work and we, you know, and we go towards things and we keep our lives going, but we never really take that time to sit back and ask ourselves, what does this all mean? What does it mean? And so I think with that, we'll just end on that. But please stay tuned because when we come back, we're going to talk about the different things that we will be, Heather will be addressing on sustainable living. And again, that's the first Wednesday of every month from 530 to 7 o'clock in our magnificent EIG Educational Center. And you can go online and sign up for that at ellenbecker.com or you can call us at 262-691-691. 3200 and we would love to have you join and feel free to bring a friend this is going to be really a great event and with that we'll be right back
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Heather Deaton, and she is a wealth advisor for EIG, and she has come up with a special interest group. And it's it's so fun to do this because for those of you who have listened to me for a really long time, believe it or not, I've been on the radio for over 31 years doing this radio show, and in 31 years, I have never sold a product. And that was my commitment when I started the show. It was all about education, educating the community, my listeners, to really make good decisions. And it was about more than just investing. It was investing in my community, investing in my in my listeners. And it's something you can tell when something is really true to someone's soul and when it's authentic, when you see it in all parts of their life. And so that's one of the joys that I get in seeing that someone like an advisor, Heather, says, wait, there's something more here. It's not just about working on finances. I, I think that I can bring more to our clients and more to our community. And so she has just started um, Sustainable Living, and it's the first Wednesday of every month from 530 to 7. She has had her very first one already on September 4th, which was Sustainable Investing. And if you would like more information on that, please feel free to reach out to us because we will have um, information that you can catch up. You can come to all of them. You can come to some of them. They are for men. They are for women. And it is going to be truly educational. And so on October 2nd is called Fall Harvest. And Heather, that really sounds interesting. And this is a group that isn't, it isn't just about investing. It's investing, but in a different way. It's investing in yourself, investing in your community, investing in your family. It absolutely is. And for Fall Harvest, it's important to understand why it's important to support your local farmers and cooking with seasonal produce. So in the fall, as well as all year round, and then what to do with that bounty, with that abundant harvest at the at the end of the growing season, how to preserve that. We'll talk a bit about canning and about um, how to save things appropriately in your freezer so you can enjoy it all all through the winter. But thinking again, you know, dining at restaurants that source ingredients locally. Those those bits are are important for when we think about sustaining the economy locally, when we think of a sustaining the environment through appropriate farming practices. All of that is is incredibly important for for our longevity here. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of a red flag to notice something. I was looking at Facebook the other day and I planted two tomato plants and I have got more tomatoes than I ever could have imagined what to do. And someone posted on Facebook that they had taken them and just roasted them with a little bit of um, with a little bit of um, oil. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday I was roasting tomatoes all day and putting them in containers so that I could put them into my stews and put them into different vegetables over the whole winter. So coming to something like this is just going to give you some little ideas. And I know for me, I have been trying to really eat healthy and Mm -hmm. all the beautiful vegetables that we have now in abundance, we won't have them all winter unless we have a a way of sustaining them. Right. And, and preserving them. And I look 
as I've learned more and gotten more involved, um, I'm on the board for Fondy Food Center, and we run several farmers markets, including the Milwaukee County Winter Farmers Market that is uh, over the winter. It's in the Domes Annex, as well as the summer market at Fondy Farmers Market in the city. And as I've learned more and more, I notice things at the traditional grocery store when I go there as far as why strawberries are very expensive in certain times of the year because obviously they're out of season locally, so they have to travel farther. And then you think about, well, what did they do to that fruit to allow it to travel farther and still be edible? So I, I notice a lot more in that. And, and again, so you know. be talking about those types of things mm-hmm. and how to select the vegetables, how to preserve the vegetables. And um, so it's this, I haven't done any gardening for a really long time in terms of vegetables. And so this year I did beans and tomatoes and zucchini. And one of the most wonderful days was Julie came over and we had my three youngest grandchildren and we made zucchini bread together Mm -hmm. and they ground the zucchini and measured everything out. And it was just, and and the final product when they came out and it happened to be done at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I remember looking at Jaden and I said, oh, we'll save it for dessert. And and he got such a disappointed look on his face and he said, we have to eat it now. And I said, okay. (laughs) You know, talking about about family and leaving that legacy, what better of a legacy than your grandkids having that memory and that experience of baking something with Nana? And we picked it from, out of the exactly, garden, exactly. Of your, you know, from your backyard. Um, and you know, my my kids are in high school. We cook together not as often as we used to. Um, I. I have them come out and harvest from our small, you know, backyard garden. I've got tomatoes and um, cucumbers. Um, my zucchini plant did not last did not last very well this summer. I've got um, herbs, and I I use my herbs and I make herb butter every year, mm-hmm. and then I put it in the freezer, and then I what gift it at the holidays to all what my family and friends. Mm-hmm. So this whole. Um, on October 2nd, and that will be at our Pewaukee office from 5.30 to 7, is going to be talking about a variety of things yes. that happen in the fall yeah. and sustainability in terms of your health and relationships mm-hmm. and all of that. And then on November 6th, you've got gifting in a sustainable way. And that's really um the next, those next couple, like the ones leading up to the holiday season, are something that are really important to me. And that's where thinking about what a gift means, how to involve your family in it, instead of just accumulating more stuff, more things, more eventual waste, really being mindful about it. So whether that's gifting things that maybe it's a it's a you know gift card that doesn't have as quite of a personal touch, but it's it's an important thing. Somebody can get what they want instead of what I think they need, or consumable products, or just even when I shop, thinking about the packaging, because all that packaging, sure, much of it can be recycled. That's a lot of effort to to recycle. So if I can reuse something, if I can buy something on consignment, or at a consignment or a, a used shop. That's even a better way to sustain instead of creating something new, creating more waste. And if somebody can figure out how to give to these shops themselves. Right. Because so often there are so many wonderful places in Milwaukee. I know I just gave a whole bunch of clothes and things to um, 
a church where they give them to women who need to have clothes for business. For interviews and, and to get a job. And, and to, to get a job mm-hmm. and shoes and totally different than clothes that are for play. Right. And that's what they were focusing on. And so I really felt good. I mean, I could have taken them and taken them to Goodwill or done something, but I really did want to have a larger impact with my clothes and give them to somebody so that it would lift their lives up. Right. A more targeted impact. Yes. You know, when it comes to kind of cleaning out, I always think if something comes in to my house, something else needs to, Mm -hmm. needs to go out. You know, I just have a level set of what, how much stuff I really need. And so I think of that too. And what is the most impactful way to, to, to depart with that with my items, but then even being mindful as to to what more I'm accumulating. And I know my kids would often say, I know, Mom, I don't need it, but I do want it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And so, uh, so much of what you're doing with this group, Sustainable Living, is really helping to connect the dots mm-hmm. because it's like we're so busy and right. connecting the dots between our community, connecting the dots between our family, connecting the dots on our own soul and knowing what what we want as well because I think we get really busy. I know we get really busy and we get scattered and when we come back we'll talk about December which again is going to be philanthropy and then in January you're going to be talking about self-care. Mm-hmm. And and that is such a big piece. And so often self-care just goes out of the window because we're caring for everybody else. So we're going to take a quick break. My guest today is Heather Dayton, and she is an EIG um, employee and a financial advisor. And she has taken on this special group called Sustainable Living because she just knew that there was there was more. There was more that you could do and more that you could bring. And so I'm very grateful for that. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. My guest today is Heather Deaton. She is a wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group, and she has just started Sustainable Living, which is a special interest group, and she does that on the first Wednesday of every month from 5.30 to 7. It's in the EIG Education Center in Pewaukee, and you can come to all of them, which would be great, or you can come to some of them. You can go online to see the list of what's happening and that's at ellenbecker.com. You can sign up or feel free to give Heather a call if you have an idea. She's Absolutely. open for any kind of ideas that you might have. And um, also, if you want more clarity, you can give her a call at 262-691-3200. November 6th, she is going to be do gifting in a sustainable way. And you know, it's very hard. And I think about what you said kids have so much and how do you give something that is meaningful and lasting and maybe educational and then you have people who have their parents who are aging and they wonder how to give a sustainable gift to their parents Mm -hmm. who have everything but yet they they want to do that what are the different things that that people can do. And I know you have a whole list that you're going to be going over. I, you know, I have different, uh, different ideas and things that I've learned. Um, and, and some things that I've actually done as well. You know, one, 
a couple different things, experiences. So maybe it's tickets to a play or tickets to a concert, or it's um, you give someone a class, go on and go do some art or pottery, you know, go watch some music, go out to a dinner as part of it. I think my favorite truly because of just where, where kind of my core values are is to organize like a family volunteer event mm-hmm. and build that around as a gift to each other and as a gift that gives back. So whether that's um, picking your, your organization, finding out what their needs are, we'll, we'll as a family volunteer for different um, feeding the hungry activities at our church. We've made um, bagged lunches for 125 um, homeless men through repairs of the breach. We've also served meals at the guest house. And then um, each summer, now this isn't related so much to the holiday giving, but each summer we volunteer for for Fondy Farmers Market and Fondy Food Center as a as a family. And it's really been impactful. You know, we can mm-hmm. share ideas about what, what we learned and why, why it's important to us. Um, and I remember for the last several years, Julie has taken her daughter and her son, my grandchildren, Joe and Mia, and they go out shopping and they purchase some, a bag, uh, a little more solid bag, and they go out and they get mittens and they get, um, um, bars and Mm -hmm. I think it's some McDonald's certificates or whatever's in there, a scarf and they fill it with different things um, lip lip chapstick Mm -hmm. um, hand cream and Julie keeps about 25 of them in her car and whenever she sees someone homeless or with a sign or something she takes it out and she hands it to them and um, I know me and Joe look forward to that every year Right. of, of putting them together and what happened is I remember Julie telling me not just long ago because she did it in the winter and and Mia said mom there's somebody over there and Julie didn't have anything to give because she hadn't really thought about it in terms of the summer she had thought about it with winter coming but there I said she was looking Mia was looking and she was noticing and that's what we want our kids to do is to notice that's the real gift Mm -hmm. the real gift is to is to educate and inform so then they can make decisions as well. Um, each year on Giving Tuesday, which as most of you know, Giving Tuesday is the first Tuesday after the Thanksgiving weekend. And it's um, a very targeted and mindful day to give to organizations. Many have uh, matching gifts online. But so as a family, we each, the four of us, we each pick our charity, our organization, then we talk about why it's important to us. And it's been a really wonderful way for me to get to know my teenage sons in a different way too. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's, there's no strings attached. They don't have (laughs) to have, um, there's not a certain reason why they have to want to give someplace. And it's always just a great, a great, a, a great night that we have. I think it, it helps to start 
ourselves becoming aware mm-hmm. because we ourselves are moving so quickly. We don't even see sometimes what's happening around us. And when you put a plan in place, it's like uh, I decided to buy a red car and now I see, you know, red cars everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of thing. Once you have an awareness and once you raise the, the, that awareness to a different level, you start to see things all around you. Right. Which is, again, just being more more aware, more informed, and then making decisions. And now, is everything going to be the most sustainable decision we can make at any given time? You know, is it going to be 100%? Am I going to be able to live in this very, live with this conviction um, in every one of my decisions? Maybe not. And, and that's okay, too. It's being able to notice and know what is truly most important to me. And then moving forward from there. Well, and I learned a long time ago that you can't ask anybody to do anything for you. You really can't. They have to want to do it themselves. But nobody wants to do anything until they feel fully educated. Mm -hmm. Right. And once you're educated, you can champion different things. And so that's really a lot about what this is, is to bring up to the surface, different options that people have because we're so busy. We, we don't often get to think out of the box. Right. And there's so much information coming at us at all times, not just because we know so much more, but the speed in which we can hear things but between social media, um, the internet, news sources, the radio, television, podcasts, um, social media. I think I may have already said, yes. but it just is always at us and around us. And so with the family philanthropy, you're going to be talking about different ways to have foundations, different ways of um, giving. Perhaps you had talked about a list of the types of things that people can give when they don't know what to give. Right, exactly. Especially when you think about your elder parents and you just want that gift, um, kids and things that can um, sustain such as an educational account or a way of teaching a child something that will be part of them forever. Right. And so there's some great ideas there. Funding education, um, funding Roth IRAs for um, people. There's some tax rules around that. So be sure to work with your tax advisor on that. And matching programs. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I know that I match my grandkids when they save money and they save it. I say, if you save $5, I'll match it. Now you've got $10 saved for that. Right. So they're just depending on what's important to you. There are lots and lots of great ideas. And I know in January, you're going to start with self-care, mindfulness, and sustainable um, living. Also, um, Keeping our our skin healthy, keeping our minds healthy, mm-hmm. and I mean, I always say I want to live a very long time. I want to play hard, and then I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, you know, I'm hoping and praying that I I don't need to look at long term care, and that I don't have to um, think about that. And the way for me to get around that is to live healthy and to eat healthy and to exercise and to do, to take control of the things that I can control and to trust the things that I can't control. But every little step towards being healthy is um, important. And particularly for those people who are dealing with very young children and Mm -hmm. they're dealing with their parents. Um, or dealing with someone who is sick and they have to give more care, learning to 
learning to understand what self-care is and learning to give yourself permission to do self-care, I think is really important. And I know when we talk about self-care, so many of us have to um, be given permission and then to give ourselves permission to actually do it. Right. And to, right, look after yourself in all ways, you know, financially, um, your body, your, and your mind and your spirit. That's where there's so much opportunity for us to help one another, to help ourselves is in the, is in mental health, Mm -hmm. um, in so many different ways. And that's where I think we're at a big risk if we don't really look at taking that time to slow down so we know where we're at and do kind of check in. It's prevention. It's, it's treatment, you know, just even internally. Well, I read an article um, by Alita Norris just recently, and she was talking about how every single day she gets, she was getting up and she got dressed and ran out the door and went to work. And then she was talking to someone one day and they said, you know how important it is in mindfulness to get up in the morning and maybe have a practice, whatever that is, having your Mm -hmm. tea, reading a verse, uh, listening to some music, and just adding that into your day a half hour before you get up, get dressed, get in the shower. And I was thinking, boy, I do that. I mean, I'm one of these people I get up and I've got my routine. I get in the shower I make my cup of tea and I'm out the door. And I thought, how am I going to integrate that self-care of just taking time for me? And I read her article and it was fabulous and just that's exactly what it was all about, self-care, mindfulness, um, and, and just recognizing the importance of that. And there there goes that little sheet that says I've got 30 seconds left. So if you would like to listen to this again, if you'd like to share this with someone, all you have to do is go to ellenbecker.com, go to where it says radio shows, and hit on there, and you'll see two radio shows. One that is Money Sense, which I've been doing over 31 years. I can't believe it. And then you can hit on that, and um, Heather's show will be there talking about sustainable living. Or you can also go, if you would like, to, um, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Philanthropic Community, which there we are interviewing um, two different charities every weekend on Sunday from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And when Heather talks about the different charitable things you can do, and if you're not certain, maybe about the things that really interest you, um, you can just it's go a and great hit resource. on any one of those. And there is something on everything. Um, health and animals and um, je- everything. We have um, a variety of different people. I think there's over 100 now. And you can click on any one of those and see, you know, something that might really interest you in terms of giving back um, either financially or your time. Or the other thing would be if you have somebody that might be in need of that Mm -hmm. different service that there's an awareness for you so we're going to take a quick break and we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the different things that we'll be approaching with sustainable living Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. My guest today is Heather Deaton, and she's a wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And through her working, through her life, and the things that she does, and working with her clients, 
she said, there is something more out here that I can bring to the community and bring to our special interest groups. We have Sustainable Living, which has just got kicked off on September 4th. We also have Armchair Travelers, Wisconsin Widows Connected, and a Women's Bible Study that if you would like to learn more about, you can go to ellenbecker.com, and they're all listed there on the calendar. And Heather has been um, putting together a really, a really nice format and a list of things that she is looking to discuss um, and on her um, first Wednesday of every month from 5.30 to 7. And we have talked about many of them. And on February, it's Renewable Energy. And March 4th, it's Truth and Myths of Organics. And that's really interesting because I just got a soda stream. And they sent me two little things of different, um, I think one was orange and one was lemon that I could Mm -hmm. add to it. And it said natural. And I, I tried looking up what that meant. And I couldn't find out what that meant. And is it? really natural and I didn't want to put anything into it and so I'm going to be really interested to figure out what that actually means. And there are very specific kind of rules and regulations around using terms like natural and organic and and wholesome. Organic only has to be 51% organic to put a label of organic on it. Right. And, and like, a lot of the industry on that is even changing yes. with with different large um, retailers having some influence over that as and well. cosmetics, mm-hmm. clothing that doesn't have flammable junk in it. That's not yep. good. I mean, when you think about what's in you, you know, what's on you is in you. Yeah. That's and, a good way to look at it. And the organics that you eat too. So mm-hmm. really understanding um, you can want to eat healthy and I go in the grocery store sometimes and I get dizzy because I'm reading all these labels and then I go, well, is it really? Well, and when does it most matter? Yes. You know, there's there's uh, some, one of the topics that we'll talk about there is the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a list that is published each year. It's updated for what are the top 15 pieces of produce that you absolutely should try to make sure are are, are organic mm-hmm. you know so they have to be clean um well i know that there's all this um stuff out there um about plant based and eating only plant based foods which is more vegan and i'm sorry but i do love meat <laughs> yeah. and and but I, what i'm trying to do with that knowledge is i'm trying to figure out how i can have a better balance of plant based and you know, things that are healthier and, and selecting those. So knowing what would be the best ones to add into my diet and still not giving up fish and meat and some of the other things, but being more aware and being more selective when I do go to the grocery store. And I happened to look at something the other day and I don't know what it was, but it was a woman who was going through the, the, grocery store and she was looking at labels and she was looking at different things and the next scene, they show her sitting outside the grocery store saying, somebody please teach me how to grocery shop because I go in there and I'm so confused and I buy the same 10 things mm-hmm. every time because it's easier. I don't know how to navigate the grocery store. Right. And I think that changed so much. That's really mm-hmm. true. That is really true. And the labels and what it means. And so the yeah. truth and myth, myth um, of organics is going to be on March 4th. And I guess... 
you know, one of the things that I would ask you, Heather, is what do you hope that people will gain from coming here? What What is your vision for sustainable living? I, I, I truly want this to be a place where people can leave more informed and then use that to make their decisions. So it's it's going to be an information sharing group. I want to want to have people interactive. Come. Yeah, interactive. It's uh, where we can share ideas, different tips or tricks or things that they've heard and kind of dig in and say, is this valid? Is this true? Is this right? And then also to look inside themselves and say, does what does this mean to me? Does it resonate? Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, knowing that we're not going to be 100% perfect all the time, but to figure out what, what is most important to me and then make those sustainable changes for sustainable living going forward. I think one of the things too, that was really helpful for me and as a EIG family and might be an interesting um, thought would be when we all sat down and did our values and we really looked at the values for our individual and we looked at our values for the company and how aligned they were. Yeah. And when you have your values actually written out and you're looking at something and you're trying to make a decision, if you just ask yourself, does it align with one of my values? It's pretty, it's, it's, um, pretty eye-awakening. Right. And I think that's where our sustainable living comes from, is that we don't deviate from the values that we have. And when we talk about sustainable living for our families, it's walking our talk. And I know we've heard that. and It's been said in so many ways. But I, I think that's the way to teach our children about some of these things, healthy eating and whatnot, is to eat healthy. And it's hard with as busy right. as we all are not to stop by McDonald's or not to stop by somewhere. And you're going to be more committed to something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and something that that does strike your core values. My guest today is Heather Deaton, and she has started a group called Sustainable Living. It's one of our special interest groups. It's on the first Wednesday of every month from 530 to 7 in our E. IG Educational Center, our amazing educational center in Pewaukee. And we certainly do invite you, if you would like to share this interview with someone, you can just go to ellenbecker.com and hit on radio shows and you'll be able to do it as a podcast or share it. And we would love to have you come. Feel free. It's men, women. Um, Feel free to bring your friend. And I know, as always, we always have something good to drink and something to eat, so that makes it fun, too. You know, for me, all the sharing has always been the best over a table. That's why in our offices, we don't have conference room tables. We have dining room tables, and we have nice hot cookies and lots of good things because um, it just feels better, and it is more relaxing. And one of the things that we really want to do is have a safe environment all in all of the things that we do so people can share who they are and have a voice. Exactly. And I know that's one of the things that's important to you. So we're going to end the show. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always, always listen. Have a really great weekend. Bye-bye.